Did you get that? I'm so Also, ich verstehe nur Bahnhof. You only understand train station? It's all Greek to me. Understanding train station. Living between cultures with Josh and Faye. So, we had Thanksgiving in the US last week. Um, and of course, you are in Germany, Josh, but um, I know that you also celebrated it. How was it for you? I did. It was really fun. Um, last year, I had a big group of people over and it was a little too big. So I, I tried to keep it a little smaller this year, but we were still 12 in the end. So still a decent size, but um, I don't know. It was a really, really fun time. I always get emotional, I feel like, around um, Thanksgiving. It's I think we talked about this uh, in the podcast once that it's like really one of my favorite holidays. And I think that's true for a lot of Americans because mm -hmm. there isn't like this big commercial aspect to it. It's just about spending time with the people that you love. Um, yeah, you don't have to go out and get like a thousand gifts for everyone. Exactly. And I think this year was really, I, I was emotional, but at the same time, like much less stressed than last year. Because okay. it was my second time making a turkey. I knew exactly where I was going to get it. I made some mistakes last year as far as the way I ordered it. Like I still had the neck and mm -hmm. the all of the the gizzards um, inside of it or the giblets, I think is what it's called. I don't know. Does that just mean the organs or? Yes, the organs. Okay. <laughs> Everything was still in place last year. So mm -hmm. I was able to order it without all of that, which made for a much uh, less stress environment in, in the house. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. I had some friends over, uh, had the turkey cooking all day. It was a really, really nice time. Did you uh, make all of the food? No, no, we do okay. it potluck style. So okay. I kind of give my family recipes out. And it's always interesting. You give out the family recipe. Oh, and then so you everyone see... made American dishes like that you gave them. Yeah, yeah. It was, oh, it, it was okay. a very American Thanksgiving. It wasn't like, oh, just bring whatever you want. It okay. was, here's a list of the stuff that goes into a, a Thanksgiving. What do you want to bring? Well, I just kind of assume because all of your friends are so international from all over the world, from, you know, Australia, Germany, France, um, that, you know, people would kind of bring a dish that they make at home or something that they just like. But that's actually really interesting to like a little experiment to give them the American recipes and then mm -hmm. kind of see how it turns out. Yeah, like the some of some of the dishes were still good, but did mm -hmm. not taste anything like uh, like how it normally tastes at my family's um, Thanksgiving, especially. I feel like for sometimes example, it's just the ingredients too, right? It's not exactly only the that's what I was going to say. Skills. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it has nothing to do with the cooking skills. I think it has more to do with the ingredients and what's mm -hmm. available here. And even if it's the same quote unquote ingredient, it might be slightly different. So like yeah. cranberries didn't taste the same. Um, still good, but just different. Mm -hmm. um, and it was also funny, my friends asking like, what is a cup or what is a tablespoon? Like, oh. How do I, how am I supposed to measure these things? <laughs> that is kind of And I only have annoying. one set of measuring cups. Yeah. So I just told them to Google it. Yeah. But yeah, it was a really fun time. How have things been for you? Um, kind of normal. Um, I celebrated with Ben's family and it was mm -hmm. just kind of like a normal family Thanksgiving, I guess we went. That's like one thing that surprised me the very first time I uh, celebrated Thanksgiving in the US was how early people eat because they always refer to it as yeah. dinner, but they eat it at like lunchtime. <laughs> um, but of course, exactly. now, now I know that and we headed over there. I mean, around like noon or so, I think. And oh, wow. Then, That's really early. Yeah, I mean, then we hung out for like a little bit and then we ate maybe around 2 p.m. or so. And it was just the normal stuffed turkey, which I don't eat, of course. They had pork there, too. Mm -hmm. um, I always eat the sides, so like the stuffing slash dressing, which I don't really know what the difference there is. I think it's the same thing, pretty much. I think you call it stuffing if it goes into the turkey and dressing if you actually don't put it in the turkey. 
but I think but a lot of people complete... call it stuffing, even if it was never in the turkey. Exactly. But I'm, 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 I think that's the exact definition, mm -hmm. I think. But this is all conjecture. Yeah. So like but that, yeah. then I really like corn pudding, which I think might be more of like mm -hmm. a southern thing. But that's really good. And it's not pudding in the German sense, but it's kind of like a like a Auflauf almost, like a casserole kind of thing, yeah. but like a little bit moist. I don't know, <laughs> hard to explain, but it comes in like a casserole dish and um, mm -hmm. sweet potato casserole and just all the veggies and mashed potatoes. Um, so, yeah, that's like what I mainly eat on Thanksgiving and then the pies, of course. And I yes. brought some Glühwein, too. So we had some Glühwein after oh, nice. a little while. Um, and yeah, then we just basically hung out there all day and they usually watch football, which I think is something that a lot of families do on Thanksgiving. And mm -hmm. then they also watched some soccer because of the Soccer World Cup. So that ah, was that's new. Right. Yeah. They kind of switched between like foot the football game and the soccer game. I don't remember who was playing in either of those, I think but was, I know that. Was it the U.S. versus England? Mm-mm. It wasn't that. It was definitely okay. not the U.S. playing. But like neither of those games were particularly good. So like they just kept mm. like switching in between. <laughs> I was like, oh, we're back to football. Oh, we're back to soccer. And at least for soccer, I could like follow the game a little bit because I understand soccer. I don't really care all that yeah. much, but at least I know all the rules and it's a sport I'm familiar with. Um, Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, that was Thanksgiving. And then, of course, yesterday, well, for us when we're recording, for you guys, it'll be like a few days ago, was um, Erster Advent which is kind mm -hmm. of a big thing in Germany. I'm wondering, do you have an Adventskranz in your apartment? We don't. We okay. don't. We should get one, though. We still need to put up our Christmas tree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we don't have one. But no, I know it's a big thing. I know a couple of people in the U.S. who have, like, European connections, mm -hmm. like, that have one. Or, like, I think it's a very Catholic thing as well. But, yeah. Yeah. It, I actually just did a video about it, and apparently, historically, it's not a Catholic thing at all. It was actually a Protestant thing ah. to do. But I know that in the U.S. nowadays, it's mainly Catholic communities who do it. In Germany, it's really not really related to church at all. I mean, they'll have yeah. one in church, too, but uh, people who are not religious do it in Germany as well. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that happened, too. So Christmas season mm -hmm. has officially begun now, even though for many Americans that began, like, right after Halloween, pretty much. But in Germany now, it's like I know all the Christmas markets are open. Open and um, I actually went to a Christmas market or a Christkindlmarkt here in Cincinnati last night. Yeah. Um, I can't really tell that much because I kind of went when it was already closed because I didn't make it any <laughs> earlier in the day and it was raining throughout the day, so mm. it wasn't great. But it opened up on Friday and it's a new one. It's downtown, uh -huh. um, right by the riverfront. And it's, I think it's like Zervati is the sponsor. So I think it's officially okay. called the Zervati Christkindlmarkt or just the Cincinnati Christkindlmarkt. But mm -hmm. it's like connected to Moorline uh, Brewery. So it's like right next to the Moorline Lager House. And they have like all these little huts, the wooden huts yeah. um, with German labels. Unfortunately, most of them were closed when we got there. But uh -huh. um, yeah, it was really cool to see. And I really want to go back. But they did have Glühwein. They had like all these little... German labels like Heiße Getränke, Kartoffelhaus, uh -huh. um, Wurst und Meer, like very German style, definitely. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was kind of nice to see, but I have to go back when it's open. 
and yeah. um, experience it full on because this time it was really uh, just a little glimpse. But I think it's really cool that they're doing it because Cincinnati has a few Chris Killer markets. But there was one at Fountain Square that they used to have, which is another big place downtown. And they're not doing that one anymore. Yeah. And so this one is new. And this one seems pretty promising. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I'll have to look it up to see how long they'll stay open because I hope that maybe I can go when I'm uh, in town then. True. When are you coming again? Video. Uh, I think... I should. I think I get there on like the seventeenth. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they're still open then. Yeah, I would hope so. Yeah, I, I think so. they might. I'm not quite sure exactly right now, but I think they may have even said that they stay open after Christmas, like through oh, New Year's cool. or something like that. Um. So yeah, have to check it out. That was cool, <laughs> cool, and I'm really like full on in Christmas mood now, and yeah, um, excited for the next few weeks. Yeah, I went to a couple of Christmas markets here in Munich, mm-hmm. and they're so full. I don't know if they're always this full or if it's just because people, I mean, first of all, it was yesterday, so the first advent and also on mm-hmm. Saturday. So, I mean, it just was so many people. It's yeah. it's enjoyable, but when you're constantly getting bumped into, like, is it really worth it? I, but, I mean, it's hard for me to tell you if it's more or less because yeah. I wasn't there, but they've always been extremely full for sure. Yeah. Um, especially the ones downtown. There's always a few, yeah. like the ones in Schwabing, for example, they're usually a little mm-hmm. bit less crowded. But I do remember even the one at Münchner Freiheit one time, it was like so hard to even get through and move. Like it's like Oktoberfest yeah. level kind of. Yeah. Um, but I could also see that it's even worse this year because they didn't take place for two years now. Exactly. So, <laughs> But all in all, it was cool to be able to experience that. It was my first time during the Christmas season being able to experience a Christmas market. Good. Awesome. Wait, what do you mean during the Christmas season? When did you Cause in the past experience it outside of Christmas I, season? Yeah. Once I was in Germany right after Christmas. Uh-huh. So I think we were in Nuremberg and they still had it open, but it wasn't like the magic of it all, okay. you know, because it was it. right mm-hmm. after Christmas. Mm-hmm. But Most Christmas it, markets, at least in Munich, close on Christmas. Yeah. So they're not even open afterwards. Or maybe they... I think maybe just a couple stands were open. It mm-hmm. didn't feel like I was getting the full Christmas market experience when I went back. Yeah. I think it was 2018. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. But yeah. So that's going to be exciting then. Hopefully you can just go throughout the week every now and then when it's not too crowded. Exactly. Yeah. But today we're actually going all international with our guests. Uh, we have exciting guests that we've been trying to get on the podcast for a while now, but because yeah. we both suck at communicating, <laughs> we've like never really agreed on a time or like a date to record, but we're finally making it happen. And they're an international or intercultural couple from Mexico and Germany. And as you guys might guess, it can be kind of difficult in a relationship when you come from two different cultures and two different languages to even, first of all, communicate and find that common ground. And that's where today's sponsor comes in kind of handy, because if you also are interested in someone who doesn't speak your native language and you're trying to learn their language to understand them a little bit better or improve your English, if that's like your mutual language, then you can do so with the Lingoda Sprint. And this is actually going to be the last sprint of the year. So this is going to be your last chance of 2022 to do the language sprint and really get your language skills to that next level within just two months, 60 days. Which is really funny timing too, because I actually just started taking Lingoda classes again today. <laughs> I just came directly from a French class. So I can definitely recommend it. It was really, really fun. The teachers are always super interactive um, mm-hmm. and really knowledgeable too, because they're all native level speakers. Um, and they do a really good job of making everyone have or giving everyone the opportunity to speak and encouraging you to take advantage of the hour classes that you have with them. Yeah. Um, a great thing about Lingoda is also that it's super flexible. They offer classes 
pretty much every hour of the day. Um, mm -hmm. Their teachers are all throughout the world. So if you're looking for a class that can fit your schedule, the chances of you finding one with Lingoda are very, very high. Um, depending on what languages you want to learn, Lingoda offers quite a few. They offer German, Spanish, French, English, and business English. Um, so if one of those is your target language, uh, consider checking out Lingoda. Yeah, and like they really focus on interaction, as you said, um, a lot of conversation time. They have a maximum of five people per class, but I think they even offer one-on-one -on -one classes. And mm -hmm. every single lesson of theirs uh, centers around a different topic, so a different element like speaking, reading, grammar, vocabulary, and then like either a grammar topic or like a topic topic I don't know. like Vocab a topic everyday topic yeah like going to the restaurant taking the train in germany so something like that so your curriculum can be very diverse and you can actually put it together yourself like uh, nobody's forcing you to take certain classes you can really pick the classes that you want to take or that you feel like you need and the best thing is that with the lingoda sprints you'll even get some of your money back or all of your money back depending on what you choose if you do the super sprint and you take 30 lessons per month for two months for 60 days uh so 60 lessons in total, you can actually get 100% off your money back, either in form of actual cash, or you can also get it as credits for other lessons. Um, all you have to do is take those lessons, show up for the lessons, and then also follow a few other rules that you can find on the Lingoda website. Or you can do the sprint challenge, which means that you take 15 lessons per month for two months, and then you can get 50% cash back. So if this sounds like something that you're interested, I can totally recommend it. And with Uh, using our code UTSWINTER, you guys will get a discount. If you're paying in euros, it's a 20 euro discount. And if you're paying in dollars, it's 25. Um, so make sure that if you do decide to sign up for Lingoda, use the code and make sure that you are getting the most bang for your buck by participating in the sprints and getting the discount with the code UTSWINTER. You'll find all of the information in the show notes and in the info box below. And now let's get to our guests. And you're already seeing it in the title of the episode, of course. It's Joss and Yannick. You might know them from YouTube. Their channel is relatively big. I think they almost have half a million subscribers on YouTube. Um, and I'm very excited to finally meet them. So here we are finally with Joss and Yannick. Herzlich willkommen. Welcome to our podcast. Bienvenidos. Danke, gracias. gracias. Danke. <laughs> we're very happy that we're finally recording because this was a whole hassle to set oh, this up gosh. right now. <laughs> But it has we did been it. 80 years, just like the Titanic. <laughs> If you guys are watching on YouTube right now, you can tell that they're not in the same screen, Joss and Yannick, but I can tell you that they're actually physically together. Yes, but we because can of the setup, we didn't make it happen that they can be in the same screen, so now they're in different rooms. But where are you yeah. guys yeah. right now? Well, first of all, I ended up in the bedroom. I'm sitting on the floor, <laughs> and the computer is on our bed. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Oh boy. And, and I and I am in the living room and the heater is very nice here. I'm very comfortable sitting on the sofa. I have my water and Congrats. everything's fine. Nice. I actually we, meant which city are you in or which we're country? In the world. <laughs> I know, but I just wanted to put it out there first. Okay. So we are at the moment in London. We came here like a couple of days ago because we're going to spend Christmas time here. That's really exciting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, London is a great city. Oh, it's amazing. We've been here already twice before and we really wanted to come back mm -hmm. because I saw on TikTok that the Christmas lights are amazing in London. So that's the main reason why we're here and now we're staying here for a month. Look what so TikTok can, can do. How crazy. <laughs> can you confirm that <laughs> yeah. the lights are actually amazing or has it not quite gotten into full swing of things yet? I think so, but we haven't seen that much yet. Okay. We were just walking around 
I don't know, yesterday, <laughs> and we saw one Christmas market, but there's supposed to be an entire winter wonderland in Hyde mm-hmm. Park, but we haven't okay. been there yet, so. Well, well yeah, crossed. we're just editing the whole time. We will be able to hopefully see that on your channel then, because I think I said in the intro, you guys have a YouTube channel called Joss and Yannick. So if mm-hmm. our listeners and viewers aren't following you guys yet, they should go ahead and subscribe and check out your videos because you just made a big announcement that you're posting every single day in December, right? Is it every day in December or just like until Christmas? Until Christmas. Okay, like an yes. advent calendar. Exactly. We have never done that before. We wanted to post twice a week for a long, for a long time now. Mm-hmm. It has never worked out. So now we're like, okay, <laughs> let's just post every day instead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, What's we don't have editors or, or a team or anybody like that. So sometimes it gets a little tricky. Yeah, What's I totally saying, understand. Uh, shoot for the stars and maybe you'll land on the moon. Is that what people say? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't settle for the small goals. Let's just make like completely un- unreasonable Unrealistic goals. Unrealistic expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sounds like the perfect thing to do leading up to Christmas. <laughs> so are you guys going to spend actual Christmas in London too? No. no. Where are you going to be for We're leaving Christmas? a couple of days before Christmas. We're going back to Germany to spend uh, Christmas with my family. Oh, nice. Okay. So, I mean, we already said in the intro that Joss is from Mexico, right? And Yannick, you're from Germany. Maybe you guys can tell us a little bit more about yourselves. Um, where in Mexico and Germany are you guys from? And how did you meet? And then also the, a follow-up question. I'm already giving it to you so that you can um, kind of <laughs> Im- implement it whenever it fits. Where is your Lebensmittelpunkt right now? Where do you mainly live right now? Or is it kind of nowhere and everywhere at the same time? <laughs> okay, you go first, Joss. I don't remember the questions. <laughs> I know I gave you way too many. First question: Where are you how guys? Where are you guys from? And how did you meet? Okay, so I'm from Mexico, as you can hear by my accent, <laughs> and I come from a town, a town, a city called San Luis Potosí. <laughs> yeah, people think it's like super small. Actually, one time somebody asked me, do you have TVs there? <laughs> I'm like, uh, uh. yeah, <laughs> it's a city. <laughs> it's called San Luis Potosí. Um, it's kind of in the center of Mexico. Okay. And Yannick is from Hamburg, Hamburg, he would say. Hamburg. Yes. Yeah. Hamburg. Exactly. I'm from Hamburg, which means I'm a hamburger. Um, and yeah, it's in the north of Hamburg. And to the second question where we met, that was in Los Angeles in 2012. Long time ago. Wow. Yes. So, so, I didn't so realize mixed. That you guys have been um, dating for that long. Or is that when you started dating too? No, no, we haven't been dating in that year. No. Okay. We got together in 2014. Okay, two still very long. I was friend-zoned. I was friend-zoned by Yannick for two years. I'm living proof that you can get out of the friend-zone. That's good. You guys never heard give it up, here never first. Surrender. <laughs> but that's, so that's a lot of uh, jumping around, I feel like now. I'm a little confused. So how did you guys end up in Los Angeles meeting each other there? So we're both dancers. We're dancing hip-hop. Hmm. And we went to L.A. that same year to take classes in L.A. Because in, cla- uh, in L.A., The huge studios, dance studios, where amazing dancers are teaching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we went there and then one night I was invited to a party full of dancers because everybody's like going there only for the summer. So everybody wants to make friends and party. Mm-hmm. I went to this party. I was sitting in the corner. I didn't know anyone. I was just there <laughs> alone. Mm-hmm. And then literally three seats from me, there was Yannick sitting and talking to a very sexy girl. 
<laughs> she was wearing only a bra. <laughs> but that only was a fashion. Nothing at the bottom. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, no, no. Like on the upper body, only a bra okay. with spikes. It looked very... It looked very sexy. <laughs> and imagine, like, it's full of dancers. So mm -hmm. a lot of them are like, have amazing bodies. They're beautiful, mm -hmm. like that. Like us, you know? Just look at us. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, yes. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. So there was Yannick there. And I remember the first thing I thought when I saw him was like, wow, he's so handsome. He was like my ideal person if I could mm -hmm. make him up, you know? So mm -hmm. I immediately thought he's probably uh, like a not nice guy i wanted to say a word that probably you guys don't use but <laughs> no no <laughs> we use all the words we use all the words we don't censor anything <laughs> now i want to know what you were gonna yeah. say <laughs> no i thought oh he's probably so full of himself mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um because i thought he looks like a model okay so i was shy i didn't talk to him the whole night and after a few tequilas i talked to him <laughs> and you can take over yannick well yeah what happened then? So I was with my friend at the party and that friend also knew Joss from the dance classes. So Joss went up to us and was like, hey, Ryan, how's it going? And that way he kind of brought us together, mm. that friend of us, right? And I was like, who's that short person? <laughs> look, at, look at that. Like, I thought he's so <laughs> handsome and he thought... She's so short. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's the perfect beginning nice. to a relationship. <laughs> oh, man. No, but what was amazing is our chemistry was just great from the beginning. Like, mm -hmm. it was like two people met and they matched perfectly together. That's awesome. Like, mm -hmm. um, we could have talked for hours, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, right? was just, it, just, it was flowing perfectly. I think I've never yeah. felt such chemistry with someone before. And I thought, oh, that's pretty cool. We became good friends. I was, of course, I had like a little bit of a crush on him because I thought he was super handsome. Mm -hmm. But we never did anything. We never tried anything. Like, yeah. it, we were just friends. And then at the end of the trip, uh, Janik, we were just talking. And then it came about that he had a girlfriend in Germany oh, during okay. that time. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> like, I was like... <laughs> Yeah, Malita. <laughs> no, I was a little sad actually that Aww. night. And the next day, Yannick was leaving, so he left. He left me there with a broken heart. Aww. But I was having a lot of fun. I was having a lot of fun in LA. Like I was also yeah. flirting with other guys. <laughs> I was not the only German. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think we're getting all the tea right now. Yeah. Pray, tell more. Tell Let's... more. <laughs> Let's move on. Yeah. So hold so, on. After that, did you both go back to Germany and Mexico? Yes. yes. And then how did you ever see each other again? I think in the next two years, we were Skyping like three times or four times. Until yeah. at one point, we Skyped daily. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I see. Like, but when we were just friends, like, we were quite good at keeping up with our friendships from LA. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was, we were Skyping with a bunch of old friends from that summer. Okay. And yeah, I got a boyfriend in Mexico. Janik remained with his girlfriend. And at some point, um, it just, we just started talking more and it was pretty good, like the chemistry. And then we saw each other and we became a couple again. 
Uh, well, for, yeah. for the first time. <laughs> for <again. laughs> in your mind, you were already a couple, so it was yeah. Again. In my mind, I, yeah, we were so, already there. I was just hoping for the ring already. There you go. That's so, such a crazy story. So, how long did you guys actually stay in in LA in total, or like spent time in the U.S.? I guess that's kind of what I'm. I'd be interested in understanding is how long you guys lived in the U.S. respectively. Mm-hmm. Good question. I think I was there for three months actually. Okay, so relatively short time. Yeah. yeah, well, we only went in summer because okay. we were still students. We were still... I was in university already. Mm-hmm. I guess mm-hmm. Yannick too. And Yannick stayed a bit longer one year. Did you go back to LA? Yeah, in 2015 for an internship. Yeah, in total, how long have you been in LA, Yannick? Like in total? Mm, maybe a year or so. Ah, okay. Yeah, That's for quite me too, long. probably. Okay. But yeah. I was like... In LA, I went... For three months, I think, in total, or no, four months probably in total, for my dance career, mm-hmm. and then for my like, like academic career, I was for three months in New York. So I was in both ends of the U.S. Okay, nice. That's actually the other question that I asked you earlier: is um, where do you guys live right now? Where is your main location, or do you have one, or how do you do? You kind of live all over the world right now, because I feel like you're always somewhere else. <laughs> We're a mess. That's true. Yeah. It's a very good question, but also a difficult one because we don't really know. Okay. We don't have our own place yet. So we're just going from Germany to Mexico, from my family to Joseph's family. Okay. And hopefully mm-hmm. at one point we're able to find our own place. We're still mm-hmm. looking what country we want to live in. And London was like yeah. part of that, right? I saw that in your latest vlog that you are kind of considering London maybe as a... Yeah, although I don't even know if it would work because none of us is from the UK. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how it would work with a visa. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, now and that, it's pretty expensive. Now that they're not part of the European Union anymore. <laughs> Makes it a little Makes more difficult. More difficult. Yeah. Yeah, maybe I'll have to, to like sign up for a PhD or something <laughs> in London. <laughs> That's always a good way. Me. It's always a good way to get yeah. a visa. So mm-hmm. when you're in Germany and Mexico, are you the other person always on a tourist visa? Or how do you do that? Yes. Yes, well, yes. Uh, at the beginning, we were together in Munich for three years because, well, we stayed oh, two that's years long. long distance. Okay. We did, we did two years long distance and that was very hard. And then finally, we were able to live together in Munich. I was studying my master's there for three years. Oh, okay. Wow. I didn't we realize it was Mexico. that long. Yeah, I didn't realize that yeah. either. We talked about how we both knew that you had been lived in Munich for a while, but we didn't know it was for three years. That's a long time. Yes. Yes, it was like two years and a half. And then the, the last half was in Hamburg because mm-hmm. I was okay. just writing my thesis. Mm-hmm. And then we went to, oh yeah, then we went to Mexico, the pandemic hit and we stayed longer than we originally Expected. wanted to stay. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So Yannick stayed like pretty long in Mexico. And yeah, right now we're just going back and forth with tourist visas. And now we're always counting the dates because I'm only allowed to stay, I think, how many days? Nine, 90 days? 90 days Germany? out of the last 180 days. Ugh, it's so stressful. But you are <laughs> engaged, right? So like once you're mm-hmm. married, that's going to be a lot easier, right? Yes, yes, it will get easier. We're waiting. <laughs> yeah, we still don't know where we're going to live, but we're going to live together. That's the only thing we know. <laughs> the most important part. <laughs> that's a good plan. Well, do you have a wedding date yet? I don't know if that's too personal of a question, but... We do. But you're not saying it's confidential. (laughs) We can tell you when we're not recording. (laughs) But it's it's in the foreseeable future so that hopefully at some point you don't have to worry about the tourist visas anymore. 
Yes. Cool. Yes, it's like that's all I needed to know. Dangerous, uh, they close. What is next year? We're like immigration. <laughs> we're like immigration control right now, just <laughs> throwing questions at them about their personal status. No, I'm like actually like curious because no, I know too. the struggle, and I can. That's, that would be so frustrating if you only have to worry about the tourist visa and the 90 day rule, yeah. and like I don't know what it's like in Mexico if it's um, stricter or more relaxed over there. Oh, I could stay relaxed. for okay. six months in Mexico, oh, okay. like cool. 180 days, and then I could go to the U.S. for one day and come back for another oh, okay. 180 days. Sweet. <laughs> Theoretically. <laughs> Theoretically, but if you were there during the pandemic, I guess that wasn't necessarily too much of an option. <laughs> yeah, I actually stayed. I kind of stayed like nine months in Mexico, but mm -hmm. I went out yeah. in between. Mm -hmm. yeah. No, but you know why, Josh? Because we were in your country. <laughs> we were in L.A. We were supposed to do a California trip. Mm -hmm. And we had everything booked. We were already staying in LA. And mm -hmm. like the second day or third day that we were there, they, they cleared the pandemic. Mm -hmm. And uh, we okay. got to see the American culture at its finest. Everybody fighting for toilet paper in the oh, supermarkets. <laughs> people going crazy with the water bottles. It was wild. <laughs> it's the US yeah. for you. <laughs> Yeah, and oh. we freaked out too. Like it yeah. got transferred to us. We freaked out and we changed our flight and went back to Mexico. That's why he mm -hmm. got out of Mexico and back. Ah, oh, wow. Okay. okay, interesting. You said that you went from Mexico, Joss, uh, and lived in Munich to do your master's. Yannick, were you in Germany this whole time up in Hamburg and then decided to come down to Munich as well to be closer to Joss? Or what? how did that work? So Joss applied to three different universities in Germany. One was in Munich, the other one in Kiel, and the third one? Köln. Okay. Köln. Uh-huh. Cologne. And uh, she got accepted in all of them. So then I applied to companies in mm -hmm. those cities. And I got accepted at a company in Munich. So that's why we moved to Munich. Ah, okay, cool. But we wanted to go to Munich originally too, because uh, it had a bigger dance community. Mm -hmm. it, it was very nice, but there was a lot of drama going on too. Well, <laughs> that's what which... we realized when we arrived. Were you in a dance school? Yeah, but... The problem was we lived a little bit outside of Munich. Oh, okay. And we always had to drive into Munich and it took like 45 minutes, 50 minutes. Well, which one were so you So we at? didn't go that often. We can cut it out if you don't um, want to say it too, but... No, yeah. Well, what was, what the, was name? the name? Because like I also used to dance hip-hop, not as intensely as you guys, but like Rhythm Dance School is really big in Munich. Ah, and then there's that, one, rhythm. that one, that one, that one. Yes, Rhythm, rhythm. Okay. rhythm. Yeah, Strasse. You know, when we went there, it was cool because the teachers were very cool, very good. Mm -hmm. But then... I think the teachers started fighting each other and at some point <laughs> they were like opening their in own dance schools. In between studios. In between studios, yeah, because they, they started oh, opening their own dance schools and then if you wanted to take classes with the teachers that we liked, you had to go to like three or four different dance studios. Oh, oh my And if God. you wanted, like it, it got very expensive and annoying and it was like, ah, oh, bye. Yeah, yeah that, <laughs> that sounds, sounds dramatic. <laughs> it sounds very dramatic yeah. and very complicated in the end. So... But Joss, when you then moved here, I guess, that was that your first time ever coming to Germany? Was when you moved here for... No. Okay. No, because we were in a long-distance relationship for two years. So mm -hmm. we were constantly visiting each other. Okay. I think I visited Germany twice or three times before. And I really liked it. I was very excited to move to Munich. Yeah? Cool. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So the typical question, I was going to say, the typical question that would follow that is, did you have any crazy culture shocks? Or what, was it a hard adjustment for you once you actually were living here as opposed to just visiting? Uh, I had the hardest time. I had the hardest time. I think I didn't uh, like it. It sounded very glamorous to me at the beginning, like, wow, in Europe. Mm -hmm. And at the end, there was a second year, right? 
I think that yeah. I stayed there three years. The first year was awesome because I was with Yannick finally living together. We were just like flying high. Mm -hmm. Then the second year was probably my worst year of my life I've ever oh, had. Wow. Shit. Okay. I got depression. I didn't want to go out of the house at all, not even to go to a bakery mm. like that is right across the street mm -hmm. because I felt so unmotivated. I think mm -hmm. that's that's kind of when we started our YouTube channel, no, Yannick? We started before that, before you. Oh, yeah. Oh, so people didn't notice, but we were I, we were already like maybe on YouTube we were doing quite well during that time. Mm. But uh, emotionally, I was not having a great time. I Shit. felt like I always describe it like there were three things in Mexico that I felt were really my essence, mm -hmm. and one of them was that I had a lot of friends. The second one was that I was a dancer, and the third one was that I was very good at school. Mm -hmm. mm. And then <laughs> suddenly I got to Germany and I didn't connect very well with my peers from the university. Mm -hmm. I mean, I got friends, but, and we, we liked each other, but every time I was hanging out with them, I felt lonely, even mm -hmm. though I was full of, like surrounded by people. Yeah. And, like we didn't have m many things in common and mm -hmm. it just felt like forced. So that was very hard for me. Then school, I was no longer the number one in class, mm -hmm. you know? I was not doing bad. I never failed or anything, but I didn't feel like I used to feel now in Mexico, mm -hmm. being like the the yeah. one that got the best grades. Was your program and in German or in English? In English. Okay. It was in English, but the teachers were German. Mm -hmm. So many times it was hard to understand them mm -hmm. <laughs> because yeah. they were um, like the, their English wasn't the best and stuff like that. And then the third one with dance, it started pretty well. But then when everybody started fighting and then it got too expensive to go to these dance studios and I couldn't teach dance. I was a teacher in Mexico. I was teaching like 10 hours a, day, a week and I couldn't teach dance in Germany because of the visa, because mm -hmm. of the Offenhaus title. Mm -hmm. uh, then that was also gone. So I was like kind of lost. Yeah. I didn't realize in the moment, but it was pretty sad. And that's after that, I think what helped me was that I got accepted to do my my uh, internship at the UN in New York, ah. and I was freaking out. I was like scared as hell. And Jan I told Yannick, I remember when I got the email to saying like, we need you here now. I told Yannick, I'm not doing it. I'm too scared. And he's like, you have to do it. Like he pushed me. Yeah. And that brought me back. You know, going Good. to New York brought brought everything back. I was suddenly walking in Times Square, feeling cool, <laughs> dancing with the Broadway dancers. I had so many friends. Mm -hmm. I felt like I was flying high. It That's was going amazing. from the lowest point ever to the highest point, And I really needed to find an, uh, a middle. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. I'm so glad to hear that you got out of that. Sucks that yeah. that happened to you in Munich out of all places, but I'm sure it wasn't like the city's fault per se. But what you're describing is actually really interesting because that's what kind of if you look at um, the stages of culture shock, that's what it's usually described as is that there's a honeymoon phase and then there is going to be that phase. I don't know what it's called, but there's always this phase of having a low, finally like mm -hmm. missing your home, feeling lonely. Um, after at the beginning, you kind of thought you're handling it all very well and everything's amazing. And then there's always that part where like reality catches up with you kind of. So what you're describing, yes. I think a lot of people are going through that, yeah. that move abroad. So I think it's really good to know for everyone who has never lived abroad that that's part of it too. And if you yes. feel like that, it doesn't mean you failed. Um, because everyone goes through that. Josh and I have gone through that. Maybe I haven't gone through it for like a year, but you always have these phases. Yeah. And it's normal. It's part yes. of it. 
No, I mean, I, how I was, was it talk- for you, Josh? I was gonna say I was talking about this actually in the intro to this episode. How like especially around Thanksgiving because we just had Thanksgiving. I get super emotional and super homesick. Like I was laying in bed the other day looking at property in Cincinnati. Like maybe I'll move back and buy a house or something. Like um, <laughs> just but, what you do uh, at night, just looking exactly. through Zillow. <laughs> That's what I was doing. Um, but no, I would say for me it was a. I've been really lucky with my move here this time. I had been in Germany a couple times in the past, so kind of three-month stints for work. And three months is always difficult, as you guys probably know from L.A., but with L.A., it was probably a little uh, different since you had the school and there was that environment. But I was living Mm -hmm. in the middle of nowhere outside of Munich for three months Mm -hmm. and, like, going to work, didn't feel like I was connecting with my coworkers, didn't have a strong social circle, and that was really the lowest point in my life is just, like, going to work, coming home, and then doing nothing all night and just eating pizza and ice cream to try to survive. Yes. Um, but since yes, I at moved, least I had Yannick. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was a different thing. But even then, I mean, even if you have a partner, I feel like it's still super difficult and it's also difficult on your partner then as well. Um, but yeah, I, I think I've gotten really lucky with my move here now is I found like really good friends that I connected with super well from the beginning that have become kind of my Ersatzfamilie. So like my replacement family mm-hmm. while I'm here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely still have lows every once in a while, but I don't think they're quite as low as I've experienced in the past from being here. Um, and it was cool too, because yes. my mom recently came to visit too and got to meet my friends. And she's like, I'm really happy that you have like this strong community here too that really supports you. And I can see why you'd like to spend time with them. And But no, it's, it's, it's as you guys both know, difficult living abroad and away from your family and a, away from your culture for sure. I can relate to what you said about work because I had the same experience in Munich. Yeah. So I started working in the company when Joss came to Munich mm-hmm. and I didn't connect with my coworkers yeah. and I hated the work I had to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, because I was a new person, the new guy at yeah. the office, they didn't give me, I don't know, cool jobs to do. I was doing the crappy stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was not motivated about the work I was doing, about the people I was talking to during the day. So everything I was looking forward to was going back at home, at, back to home at night to Joss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yes, and that's why we became YouTubers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think that's really actually cool. true. Because then you can find an that's... outlet that helps you get through those type of se- those seasons. And I think the hard seasons are the things that kind of create the diamonds, if you will, to sound really cheesy. But um, yes. you, f- you figure out for yourself, okay, I'm not getting joy out of my living situation or my work or whatever it may be. And you find that next thing for you that really can take you to the next level. Um, I feel bad like bashing <laughs> that we all have had bad experiences in Munich, but I think that happens no matter where you live. <laughs> And I mean, Germany yeah. is definitely a country where it is sometimes difficult to connect with people because Germans are very closed off in a way, especially when they're older. Like mm-hmm. if you're a college student, it's often easier because a lot of people move to a new city and they're all open to make new friends. But if it's like a work environment, for example, or like a master's where people maybe have already lived in the city for a longer period of time, Germans are kind of known for sticking with their friend group and not making new friends all the time. Yeah. And then if people already have their friend group, they're not going to like just invite you to join the friend group, not as much yes. as they do in the U.S. or I believe in Mexico as well. So it's oh, definitely Mexico is crazy. Yeah, we're super social. Like yeah. it's very, very, very dif- different to Germany. But what was interesting about my experience is that most of my friends were not Germans. Mm-hmm. They were all international. They all came, like they wanted to be friends. You know, they were 
trying to socialize and stuff, but right. it, we just didn't connect. It just didn't yeah. feel mm -hmm. natural. And then when I came back from New York to Munich again, I came with a completely different thought process, I feel. Like, I wasn't, my expectations were different. Mm -hmm. So I was not mm -hmm. expecting to make crazy amounts of friends and stuff. And then things started flowing a little better. Okay, good. Because I, I started studying with a new generation of people since I missed one semester. I started with a new batch of people and then I connected very mm -hmm. nicely with, yeah. with all of them. Awesome. Yeah, but so although Joss was having a very bad time in Munich and I was having a bad time at my job, our relationship was great. It was amazing. Like, it was amazing. We had the best time ever. <laughs> That's yes. good. Yes. Very glad to hear yeah. that. Well, I was actually going to ask a little bit about your relationship, if you don't mind, because um, obviously <gasps> there is some barriers if you come from different countries and different cultural backgrounds. Have you guys ever experienced like conflicts or just like difficulties, obstacles that you had to overcome because of cultural differences? misunderstandings maybe because expectations were different or something like that or maybe even because of just language barriers is that ever something that um is a problem in your relationship or has been in the past yeah nick expectations are the mother of disappointment and resentment <laughs> she hasn't <laughs> trained well <laughs> yeah. uh. elaborate please <laughs> yeah. no so i guess for me the biggest cultural shock was that I, we were not able to sleep in the same room in Mexico. Oh, mm -hmm. that's kind of similar in the U.S. actually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it depends on where you are in the U.S. for sure, yeah. but uh -huh. especially in the Midwest, I would say, no, I, it depends on the family, but I would say the generalization, especially like high school and college relationships, it's mostly a no-go. Yeah, but even for yeah, some agree. families, because there are a little, a lot of um, conservative, yeah. religious families here that even if you're not married and you're yeah. 30, you're still not allowed to yeah. sleep in the same room. So back to you, Yannick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so for us, it took like five or six years <laughs> until the pandemic came around that we were able to finally sleep in the same room. Wow. But at that point, just because has... we had to quarantine. Mm -hmm. We had to quarantine, yeah. We came back from mm -hmm. L.A., and we wanted to stay away from the parents, mm -hmm. from Joss. So we were like, uh, let's just stay in one room. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. her parents were okay with it. So I was like, oh, finally. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Um, but Joss' bed is really small. Hmm. So I took another mattress and put it on the floor next to Joss' bed. Oh, <laughs> so... <laughs> at least you were in the same room. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, at least yeah. you were in the same room. Yeah, but that was not because of my parents. That was because of Yannick. No, that was because of me. Yeah, <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> Yeah, it took a while and, and it was a little bit annoying because we were already living together for like a year and a half or even two years. And then we would come to Mexico together to visit my family and we would tell them, we're going to go to Cancun no, to record mm -hmm. some videos in Riviera Maya. And my parents would make sh like figure out their schedule so they could come with us so we wouldn't travel alone. Really? So we wouldn't stay in this. And we've been living together for a year and a half or two already. And did they know but... about that? That you lived together and all this? All yeah, that yeah, stuff? yeah. Interesting. Yeah, they knew they knew that we lived together. Um, so it, ju it was just like in their minds, since it was happening so close to them and they knew, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, I guess they couldn't, they couldn't let go of that. And that was a little bit annoying because you don't feel much freedom. Yeah. Like the, the, the freedom that we have in Ger that we had in Germany, we couldn't feel it in Mexico. But eventually yeah, it changed. Sense. And my parents have changed a lot since we started dating too. Really? Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. it, just in that mm -hmm. regard or in other regards too? No, in other regards. When I, like, 
they realize I'm way more independent than I used to be. Okay. So back then they were still treating me a lot like a child and now they've, they've been trying, they've given me more freedom. Okay. Much more freedom than before. Um, so yeah, that's one of the culture shocks we had. Mm-hmm. And the other one, to be honest, like it sounds a bit annoying, but we really don't fight often. <laughs> that's good. Like, we, we get along very, very well. And some yeah. people like think we are just annoying like that but it's true like we are best friends we don't mm-hmm. get sick of each other like mm-hmm. ever even though we're 24 7 with each other yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> it's crazy <laughs> but uh but we had a lot of problems at the beginning of our relationship when we were in a long distance relationship because i guess we couldn't see each other's side like point of view is that mm-hmm. how you yeah, say yeah. it yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. We couldn't see each other's point of view because we were not in the other person's country. Mm-hmm. So I was a very jealous person. But if Yannick would have been here, he would have seen that everybody around me is also jealous. Like my friends are very jealous too with their partners. And mm-hmm. they, they, it's like normal here, even though yeah, it's if you, a... If you would have sorry. asked them, if you would have asked your friends for their advice, they probably would have told you, oh, no way. Like, be careful. Like, yeah. That's pushing so you into the direction of being jealous. We had that yeah. same mm-hmm. conversation with um, Jen from Simple Germany, and she's from Guatemala, and she had that same experience. She's dating a German, and um, the same thing happened where she was like, <laughs> she thought that it's completely normal that everyone's always super jealous, and the German one was like, "What's going on here? Like, I didn't even yeah. do anything. I'm <laughs> just talking to someone else." <laughs> yeah, and now I can see his point of view too. No, because I realize that things are different in Germany, mm-hmm. and like. Mm-hmm. Back then, I also thought, oh, he doesn't, like, he's, why is he not opening the door for me, for example, Um, mm -hmm. of the car? And then (laughs) I got to Germany, and he's like, bro, if I open the door of the car, they're going to think you cannot get out of yourself, like, that you need help (laughs) or something. (laughs) Like, it's not that normal here. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So that was like, sorry. No, I just was going to say that's an interesting example with like the door, because that's something I've been getting actually very frustrated with lately. Is I'll hold the door open for people and no one ever says thank you here. And it just drives me insane. It's <laughs> just a, it's a yeah, side probably commentary. Thinking, why, why is he doing that? Does he think I cannot do like, it myself? Is he working here? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're going to tip you. One day they're going to tip you. In one day, hopefully. Hey, I, I wouldn't say no. I had the Germans same thing don't tip that easily. <laughs> I had the same experience with Americans with like the chivalry with holding Mm. doors open and stuff where like I would like date Americans and they would do all that. Not everyone in the U.S. does it, but like a lot of people here definitely do. And I would say... Wait, how many Americans have you dated? Well, not like full on (gasps) relationships. Well, two two relationships (laughs) and then just like gone on dates. Like I've been on like a first date with this person, first date with another person. And they like, you know, they'd be like, stay in the car. I'm going to like run around the car and open the door for you. And I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? Like I can, I'm very (laughs) capable of opening the door for myself. Thank you very much. Like I always felt patronized by it and I did not like it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's nice when, you know, it's a nice gesture. But if they overdo it too much, I want to be this like emancipated German woman that can do mm-hmm. everything for yes. herself because that's what I grew up with, right? <laughs> I remember like... That's how I am now. Yeah. I yeah. remember growing up though, like I was always taught by my dad that when we were walking on the sidewalk, of, like on the street, I always had to make sure all of the women were to my left and I was the one that was going to be hit by a car if it came towards us. <laughs> yes. The yes. same thing in Mexico. Yeah. 
Just always wants to go on the side of the wall, and mm -hmm. I have to go on the side <laughs> of the street. <laughs> I'm like, it's better if they hit you, not me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's really interesting so that that's something that Mexican culture and American culture have in common, and then Germany is completely clueless. Germany's like, huh? <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I think it's just the side of the of the world, no? Maybe. Yeah, probably. Since we're closer to each other. Mm -hmm. I think But, Germany yeah, in that regard I, is just a little bit more progressive in terms of relationship stereotypes and stuff like that. Like ro the role of the man and the woman and stuff like that. Yes. Yeah. No, but in Mexico it's like uh, very different. Like you said, you didn't like it when guys were overly like a uh, gentleman yeah. to you yeah. <laughs> but my friends are like the opposite in mexico mm -hmm. some of them even say like if they take me on a date and like even if you're already is your boyfriend you know and if they are wanting to split the check in half they would kind of that's like a no-go they yeah. may even break up with a person because mm -hmm. how dare them Like, wanting to split the See, check. I, I miss having Mexicans in my life. I love the extraness of it all. <laughs> yeah, Josh used to Sassiness. work with a lot of Mer uh, Mexicans in yeah. the US. And that's also how his mm. Spanish got so good. And now I guess you don't ah, really yeah. have any Mexicans around you in, in Munich, no. right? No, no, I work with... A well, I work with one. She's okay. a... She's a, Chica a Chicana, but... So she grew up in oh, the yeah. US, but yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but no. Yeah, but it's similar. With yeah. parents, Mexican parents or Mexican grandparents. Exactly. We're very similar. Mm -hmm. No, for sure. Yeah, you have to come to Hamburg to hang out with me. Then. Yes, for sure. <laughs> um, but no, so those are some of the misunderstandings that you guys were talking about just now. One question I have for you is, are there any things that, or is there anything that you've adopted from each other's culture that you didn't expect or like that you now really value? Yeah. Well, I like that Mexicans are not always on time <laughs> because Germans are the total opposite. Mm -hmm. They always want to be on time. And if you're a little bit late, then it can be a huge deal. Actually, before I met Joss, I was already late. So I guess I'm more Mexican than German in that case. Uh -huh. <laughs> But I like it. I like that people don't expect you to be exactly on time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. You, your expectations are way lower for people now. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds awful to say but it's good like it's much more relaxed you're much more relaxed yeah. mm -hmm. and for me it's just when what Feli was saying right now that she somehow doesn't she wants to be like an empowered woman and she feels a little bit patronized by small things like that I feel the same way now and I didn't mm -hmm. used to have that like back mm -hmm. then I loved when a guy opened the door for me and they're paying the check and they're being so nice to me and one time we were living in Germany And I went back to Mexico on my own for to visit my, my family. And I went out with a friend, a male friend. Mm -hmm. And he like opened the door for me of the car. And I felt so weird. Like, mm -hmm. what are you doing, you weirdo? <laughs> 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 it felt like, like fake. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. It doesn't feel natural anymore. Mm -hmm. And even now that we are uh, getting married and we're thinking about the wedding. In the wedding in Mexico, like... The religious wedding, we're not getting married in the religious ceremonies. Mm -hmm. um, but in a religious ceremony here, they give you some things as a sign that the guy will be the provider of the house and that mm -hmm. the woman doesn't have to do anything and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why? Because they think I cannot provide myself. Do yeah. I need mm -hmm. a man to provide for me? Like, so I'm starting to think a little bit more that way, mm -hmm. I've realized. 
I'm actually the same way as you, Yannick, with the um, being late. Like, I was never the most punctual German. I mean, I would usually maybe be like five, ten, maybe 15 minutes late. That's already like, das höchste der Gefühl, like 15 minutes is already very late for a German. Um, but, mm. you know, I was always that German. And then when I came to the US, I was like, oh, awesome, cool. Now I'm always the first person to show up. <laughs> and But now, like, I like the way that it is here because I, I like that it's, as you said, it's not so, like, strict and everyone shows up perfectly on time. Um, but now I always have to be very careful when I go back to Germany because I've gotten even worse about it now living in the US mm. and then people get really mad at me if I'm like 20 minutes late and I don't say anything beforehand I always have to make sure that I text them like oh, I'm so sorry I'm running like three minutes late I'll be there at 11.57 Feli you would be uh, surprised to hear that I've gotten worse with my punctuality Really? Because uh, yeah. Josh is like very German in that regard I, and he ha always oh, has yeah. been yeah. Yes. It's, uh, yeah I don't know I've gotten Worse, I say, like maybe five minutes, ten minutes late. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, that's nothing. But I was, I was in so... Mexico, it's like hours. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was so confused the other day, though, because I got invited to a housewarming party and they said, we're starting around seven. Mm -hmm. And this was from a German. And I, I didn't know, do I show up at and seven? And you're sweating. Yeah, I'm like, what wait, does that mean? <laughs> around seven. Like, this is not a German sentence. We're starting around seven. Like, when do I need to be there? <laughs> So I strategically showed yeah. up 15 minutes late. I sat around my apartment waiting and I was still like, I was the third person there. Oh my yep. God. You're so German. That's ah, horrible. He is. He fits. I have a question You're for you guys. Right place. Yeah. yeah. Um, are you guys single? I am. I'm not. So Josh, mm -hmm. have you dated Germans? Um, I guess to find date. Yeah, I've been on dates with Germans. But, and have you mm -hmm. felt some culture shocks too? Or are you like, eh. Have I felt culture shocks? I wouldn't say really. I'm really Germanized. Like, Joss, I'm, I'm probably okay. the most German-American you will ever meet. He's more uh, German than okay. I am. <laughs> okay. So I would say, no, not really. Um, you feel culture shocks in the US? <laughs> no, I think the biggest thing is the language. Like, having a... Okay. Trying to have some sort of romantic connection in German. I mean, my German is very good, but it's still not my native language. So it's weird to, mm -hmm. I don't know. I've noticed like on dates where I go and speak English versus dates where I speak uh, German, there's a huge difference. I've even gotten got on some dates in Spanish and it's like, it holds, I don't know. It just is a weird feeling of being held back that I, that I at least uh, perceive, but mm -hmm. I don't know. That's what Yannick feels too. That's what I was going to say for you guys. You yeah. mostly communicate in English, right? Yes. Yeah, but when we're in because Mexico that, uh, and we go out with my friends or something, Yannick feels very held back by yeah. the language. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's another culture shock, actually, because Mexicans talk at the same time mm -hmm. and very loudly. So mm -hmm. me, in the middle of it, first of all, I don't understand them. Second, <laughs> I feel like there's no point where I could just jump in and say something because they're all talking. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> It's very difficult, yeah. And then sometimes I'm like, okay, let's go home. <laughs> I'm yes, done. and then we, when we meet people that are actually speaking English, it feels like much better. Mm -hmm. Just uh, when yeah. you get home, you feel like, oh, that went way better. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes people on YouTube are asking us, why do you speak English? Like, is, even if we make a video with some other people from Mexico that mm -hmm. speak Spanish, Since we started our relationship in English, when we first met, it was in LA, so we were obviously speaking English. Mm -hmm. And we started our YouTube channel in English. We just kept it in English. It just, it's just natural for us. Mm -hmm. yeah. so it's it would our be most weird authentic if, language. Yeah. 
yeah, it would be weird if suddenly we would just switch it up and speak only Spanish from now on, or only German. I was actually going to ask about that because I know that Joss, your uh, your <laughs> I'm like mixing all my languages. Your, <laughs> your German is actually. Your Deutsch is muy bien. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, it, it is though. And I honestly didn't know that because you don't really speak a whole lot of German in your videos. And I think I saw like one video from maybe like a few years ago where you did the German, like 24 hour German speaking challenge or something like that. And I didn't yeah. remember that your German was like perfect. But now when we communicated, It was like, I, I felt like you were fluent. And then I also know that, Yannick, you speak Spanish. So I was wondering if, like, over mm -hmm. time, you kind of switched it up and you kind of using your native languages a little bit more, too, in your relationship. But it seems like, I guess you're not doing that no. at all. That's not very really. Interesting. No. <laughs> it feels weird. It feels weird. Like, uh, it, it just doesn't feel authentic to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the same thing that Josh said about his dates. Yeah. It has a, even though you can speak the language of the other person and you can communicate, It feels much, it feels very different when yeah. it's your native language, even though it's not our native language, but it's our, our relationship's native mm -hmm. language. Yeah. yeah. Did Basically. learning the other person's native language help you understand each other better, though? Because I feel like sometimes just knowing, because like um, Yannick knowing Spanish, um, I feel like there's always something in your native language about your personality that you can't quite bring across in a second language. So do you feel like knowing German and Spanish helps understand each other? Oh God, that's a hard question. Or do you think it, there's no difference there? <laughs> no, no, I get what you're saying because it's, it's funny for me. We made a video with some of my Mexican friends drinking vodka. You should watch it. I'm, uh, you probably haven't watched it because YouTube didn't push it at all. <laughs> I haven't but... watched it, but I have seen you promoting it on Instagram. So I know which video you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> And still nobody's watching it. No, no. Um, that video is one of the funniest videos we've okay. ever made, I think. Well, watch And, it. And I laugh so hard. And that in that video, we're speaking Spanglish. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I realized that my personality is very different in Spanish as in English. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I feel like I'm way funnier in Spanish, mm -hmm. but people don't get to see that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> people yeah. don't get to see that because my channel is in English with Yannick. So yeah. I have my own channel in Spanish, but um, but yeah, I'm somehow not as funny as when I'm with friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, and for me, learning Yannick's language helped me a lot to understand him because, or I don't know if it helped me a lot, but I feel like it connected us in a different way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because we did feel like the effort that the other one was making. And now the main thing that helped me was that I can communicate with his parents. Mm -hmm. So yeah, yeah. when I got to see how his parents are and they're amazing, like his family is such a great family. Then I, it like increased my appreciation for Yannick and my love for Yannick because I think, oh my God, yeah. it's so like, they're so nice. Like mm -hmm. he comes from that. That helped me understand yeah. him better too. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, times two. Sehr ausführliche Antwort. Same. Exactly what you just said. Ditto. <laughs> no, to be honest, I think my personalities are kind of the same in all three languages. Interesting. I don't think I behave differently in English or in German or in Spanish. Okay. Well, would would I, you I say it, Joss? Uh, no, I think you're the same in every language. I think I say a lot of bad words in Spanish and in German and English, I don't say it a lot at all. Especially with your friends. I just feel way more relaxed. But with you, Spanish doesn't feel the same way as mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. my friends from Mexico. It's a confusing mix. 
Yeah, yeah. we we actually yeah, have a whole episode on that topic of like how different languages come with different personalities. And I think both Josh and I feel that way, that we have different personalities in the different languages. It's very interesting that you say you don't have that, Yannick, because I usually hear that people say that they feel that way. Um, but I think it's because you connect the language with the culture and then you kind of act according a little bit to how you would act in the country. Like for you, yeah. um, Josh, if you speak Spanish, you probably just feel more like your Mexican self and like behaving more like a Mexican would. And for me, it's like yes, whenever yes. I speak German, I feel like I'm less fun in a way sometimes. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm just like a little bit more like how I would do things in German. And I won't give as many compliments in German, for example, because it feels weird to do it in German if you do too much. Mm -hmm. Like telling someone, oh my God, I love your mm -hmm. dress. It's so cute. You wouldn't really say that in German. And then, so I don't do it when I speak German. So, for example, yeah. Feli, with your family, when you're talking to them on the phone or something, at the end, do you say, I love you? No. Like, ich liebe dich. No. Like, <laughs> and I always said that to my parents in Spanish, like, because they say it to me all the time. Uh -huh. Like, te amo, te quiero mucho, like that. And so when, we start, when I started dating Yannick, we were talking to his family on the phone, and then I said, we have a no sleep. And they were all so confused. <laughs> I feel like everybody was like, weird, but now they're all saying it. Okay. Yeah. I know Aww. some families in Germany definitely do that. Yeah. Um, my family doesn't do it. Um, we do sometimes say things like bussy, which basically means the same. <laughs> it's kind of like just a implied kiss. thing. A softer like, like a less like awkward kiss. version of kisses. I was just texting with a, a Mexican friend of mine and I forgot like how often or how common it is just to say un, un abrazo, like just a hug. Like, mm -hmm. like I miss mm -hmm. that, like the warmthness of it. But yeah, mm -hmm. um, in, yes. in the US, we say And it I, feels I, awkward to say in German somehow. Yeah, no. Like, uh, ich somehow dich, yeah. it doesn't feel, yeah, it doesn't feel as awkward in Spanish yeah. <laughs> to me as yeah. in English and, and German. I guess I project my German personality onto Spanish. So for me, okay. since we're not saying like, ich liebe dich or eine Umarmung in German, <laughs> It so also sounds weird to me if I would do it in Spanish, mm -hmm. even mm -hmm. if people in in Mexico actually do it. Okay. Like, I will never say, un abrazo, at the end of a message. It's just, no. Okay. No. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, yeah. I, but also briefly on that topic, the same housewarming party that I would think I was just talking about, um, there were some people who didn't speak German there, or their, English, or their German wasn't particularly good, and uh, so we were speaking English, and it was so weird because I was with coworkers that I almost always speak exclusively German with, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. even like we'll go out for drinks, but it's always in German, and then all of a sudden we're in a party environment where I'm have like speaking English with them, and I felt like overcome with like this ability <laughs> to be the life of the party that I don't have in German. <laughs> You're like, oh, <laughs> what is this power? I just didn't know how to handle it because my American self was coming out more than my German self. And I was like, this doesn't feel right. Yeah, being more Next social. Next thing you know, Josh is twerking on top of the table. <laughs> there may be some video evidence. Josh is like, no comment. I have a question for you, Josh. For Josh, not mm -hmm. for Joss. Oh, <laughs> I heard Joss. Sure. No, I mean, I meant Josh. Yeah. Um, I've heard that Americans tend to be pretty loud in public. Do you think that's true? Yes. <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> yes. I mean, would you consider yourself to be louder than Germans? Like when you're in Germany or you got like, I would say I'm Germanized. I would say for the most part, I'm Germanized in that regard. But I think probably when I speak okay. English, I have a tendency to speak louder than I would in German. Um, okay. Yeah, but no, Americans are definitely loud. Um, I mean, <laughs> I live in a relatively busy street and I can hear Americans coming down the street from like 
200 meters away. <laughs> okay. like, oh, they're here. Yeah. yeah, no, we're, we're very loud. And like, <laughs> they're here. <laughs> it's uh, something that I'm sometimes embarrassed for is how loud, uh, how, how loud we are. We're just not self-aware about it, though. But I mean, in the end, it doesn't matter because it's a cultural thing, you know? It's just yeah, a volume yeah. that we're more used to from in the U.S. But that's one of the first reverse culture shocks I get when I go back to the U.S. Like I always say, people talk to me that I don't know. And like that's really weird to get used to again. And then also it's mm-hmm. just everything is slightly louder. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Feli? Are you the silent German in the U.S.? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, but I'm also not particularly loud, but I don't care. Like, for example, if I'm in the supermarket with my boyfriend, we'll just have like a normal loud conversation about something. I'll just be like, mm-hmm. hey, babe, I found the cereal or something, which in Germany I would yeah. not do at the store. Like I would go over there. Hey, like I would kind of whisper or yes. like speak quietly because everyone else is not speaking loudly. So you don't want to be the only mm-hmm. one speaking loudly and then everyone can listen to what you're saying. So, yeah, I don't think <laughs> I'm extremely loud in the U.S., but I'm definitely louder than I would be in Germany. Because it's so normal yes. here. Yeah, and it gets embarrassed at me sometimes <laughs> when I'm recording and everybody is silent. Oh, yeah, I saw that in your latest yes. vlog. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. I, I, I'm <laughs> probably very German in that regard, yeah. I can I can relate to that, though, Yannick. I was uh, shopping with one of my roommates, uh, uh, with Letty, the other day, and we were trying to find something, and she was a couple aisles away, and she's like, Josh, it's over here. And I'm like... And she's French, we should and say. And she's French. And I was like, what are okay. you doing? Why are you yelling across the entire thing? <laughs> yeah. You're like, I don't know these women. We're in Germany. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, I, yeah. I totally get that feeling. Like I said, very Germanized. I honestly think that it's not that Americans are loud or Mexicans are loud. I think it's Germans are just very quiet. Mm. I think we're the weird ones. Be. Yeah, that's true. Although here in London, people also seem to be quite yeah, okay. silent. Yeah, I see that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe it's Europe so the- against America. <laughs> so do you guys want to stay where you are right now, like in the future? Or do you want to go back to your home countries or do you want to go to another country? I, yeah, I mean, I can answer that first, Phoebe. <laughs> You're so, yeah. You just, you just no, overcame both... an existential crisis. <laughs> we both no. know the answers to that. We kind of answer that all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, oh, yeah. Re- I really like it, Munich. I don't see it as my long-term home. Um, I do miss some of the warmth that comes from some other cultures, um so i could definitely picture myself living in a spanish-speaking country uh someday um be that spain or mexico um i mean i had such an amazing time when i've been to mexico so like i definitely want to have more of that in my life um but i think it wouldn't surprise me if i ended up ah, i I always say this but I, i go back and forth there are things about the u.s that i love but I mean, just the lifestyle as far as public transportation and having to drive your car everywhere. It's just those are things that I really, really value about being in Europe or not in the U.S. um, That would be a hard adjustment for me to move back to the U.S. for and also vacation. Mm -hmm. If you would move back to the U.S., where would you move to? I think um, a bigger city, one of the big three cities, I would say Um, I would see I could probably at this point see myself more in Chicago than I would like in L.A., um, mm-hmm. but in general, as far as the mindset of people, I think I fall, probably fit best on the East coast. Um, so okay. yeah. I don't know. I don't know. New York. I really like Philadelphia, um, from the times I've been. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be open to it, but as far as moving back to Cincinnati, which is a smaller Midwestern town, um, I don't think I'm ready for that. It, it just would be nice. I think what I'm feeling most right now is it, I miss 
the ease of being in my home culture and also being closer to my family. Yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not not exactly in that town, but yeah. closer. Exactly. Also speaking your own language also yes. makes a difference, I feel. But I speak yeah. a lot of English here. Um and Yeah, 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 but like the people kind of understand you better like the where you're coming from. It's not really about the language. Yeah. But people kind of get what it, where you come from more. I don't know how if, I, 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 if you're getting where no, I come from. <laughs> I, I totally see what you're saying. Um, I just don't necessarily know if in my case, I don't want to sound like I'm special. I just there were things about the U.S. that I didn't, I never felt connected to. Like I wasn't okay. like I didn't have a ton of friends in high school. Like I didn't have this big social group because um, I never really mm-hmm. felt like I connected with the mentality of a lot of the people there. So while you're saying yes, like as far as we share, it is nice every once in a while when I meet an American to have the shared history of like had similar experience in high school and like going to sporting events and all of that, that shared culture that we have is nice to experience um, on occasion. But I don't know. I think yeah. if it came to living in the U.S. again right now, I, I wouldn't be ready for that. And I said I don't want to feel special. But one of the things that I do like about living outside of the U.S. is you're inherently interesting. You know, like if you're yeah. not living in your home country, <laughs> I'm not just another American. It's you're like exotic. Exactly. Yeah. It's yeah. part of your personality <laughs> suddenly that you're the American in Germany exactly. or in your case, even the American that speaks fluent German without an accent. And you always have something exactly. to connect you to other and, people. Yeah. And Spanish. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. But no, mm-hmm. Feli, you what about could, you, Feli? Yeah. Um, yeah. For me, what was the question again? <laughs> If you want to move back to Germany, where do you want to live? Do I see myself? Yeah. Yeah, where you want to live. I definitely see myself moving back to Germany at some point, but I don't know if that's going to be permanently. So my boyfriend and I, we like talked about this on my YouTube channel too, that he, whenever he met me, he was all like, oh, cool, you're from Germany. Let's move to Germany. I want to live in Europe for a while. So like he really, really wants to live in Europe for like a year or two um, to like travel and experience all the culture and everything. And I'm down with that too, because I do miss my family and... Yeah, I, I miss my home to a certain extent, but I definitely don't have that set as my long-term place to live. So, like, that's the where I'm going to live long-term. That's kind of up to future Feely because mm-hmm. I think that we're going to move to Germany at some point for, like, a year or two. And then whenever we have kids, if that's how it's going to happen, that's kind of the plan. But mm-hmm. you can not plan life. Mm-hmm. But if I were to have kids, which I want to have kids, I would want them to grow up in Germany, at least partially, because I want them to experience my culture and grow up close to my family. But then the same thing with my boyfriend's family. So we would probably have to move them yes. back and forth. And then honestly, it kind of depends on where we would end up long term. I mean, if if it comes to like benefits and stuff like that, Germany is definitely the better country to birth a child and stuff like that. But yes. I also really like the U.S. and there's a lot of things I like about the mm-hmm. U.S. But there's also a lot and of things I don't like. Too. <laughs> yeah, there's also a lot of stuff that I don't like. What's going on here right now politically and stuff like that. So I, it might be <laughs> that for the rest of my life I'm going to be moving back and forth. I don't know. <laughs> Welcome to our life. Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Now, now Josh and Bailey have been interviewed in your interview. <laughs> no, I love yes. it. Though. I, love, <laughs> yeah. I love that it's. No, we of, wanted to get the tea. You got yeah, all course. the tea. Of yeah, course. that's our turn. Well, <laughs> we are kind of running out of time already a little bit, but I would love to talk about your guys' jobs a little bit. We already mentioned your YouTube channel, obviously, and you said that you work together 24-7, but you also have another yeah. business, right? Do you want to tell us a little bit about both of those things and how is it working together 24-7, like living together and working together and dating? <laughs> yes. They're engaged now. Oh, yeah. But that's still dating, right? No. 
What? We're always you're dating. engaging no. now. Like, what's the verb for that? <laughs> We're engaging. <laughs> We're engaging with each other. Yes. Well, we talked already about uh, how the YouTube channel started. It's because I quit my job in Munich. Mm-hmm. Not sure if I we mentioned we, it. No, we you didn't, didn't say that, that you quit. Oh yeah, I quit. Okay. <laughs> no, but, you hated but it he so much? quit. Like, yeah. Explain. Explain. After ten months. I've had enough mm-hmm. and I quit. Mm-hmm. And since while I was at work, a lot of the times I didn't have anything to do, I was watching a lot of YouTube videos. And I was watching YouTube videos about cameras and tech mm-hmm. videos, you know, mm-hmm. how to make videos. Yeah. And I felt like I needed a creative outlet. Since at work, which was a visual effects studio, I couldn't put my creativity out there because I had crappy work to do (laughs) so i decided hey i just want to make something myself Mm -hmm. and i was like let's make a youtube video to just so we made our first youtube video which took like months to make because it was uh Uh, three months like animated cartoonish oh wow type of video starting easy yeah yeah is that still online the first one well not fully the first one but the second one the third one right is that still up on your channel yeah, yeah, it's, it's there, called yeah. um it's called our long distance relationship story. I okay, think. I need to go watch that. So it's yeah. one of the first ones because mm-hmm. we already started the channel before just with a with no intention of becoming YouTubers. We just wanted to share a surprise when I surprised Yannick in Germany or mm-hmm. when he surprised me, mm-hmm. one of those two. And then that's when the YouTube idea came okay. about and it was terrifying because he just came home one day and said, "I quit and now I'm going to become a YouTuber." <laughs> And we had zero followers and we had zero plan. And I'm thinking, that doesn't work, dude. It's not that easy. Well, it did work somehow. Well, yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, it worked out. If you have a goal and you do everything to reach it, then maybe at one point you're going to reach it. So, And if the algorithm favors you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we worked on our YouTube videos for like six months without seeing any bigger results. Mm-hmm. We were still at like 4,000 subscribers. And then suddenly, when Joss was in New York and I visited her in New York, uh, one of our videos got pushed mm-hmm. out of nowhere. And then two weeks later, we had 25,000 subscribers. Hell yeah. <laughs> so then, of course, we were like, okay, now we got to keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Then the motivation so we, kicked in and then mm, it hasn't stopped yeah. until then. Well, we're gotten demotivated, of course. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> but now it's uh, we're doing pretty good there. And then the other business that we have is that on t- in 2019, I really wanted to start a new business. I always been interested in, well, I always thought I was just gonna go for a normal job. I was mm-hmm. gonna study a bachelor's, master's, PhD, maybe post PhD, something like that. And then mm-hmm. later I would work at a company or as a researcher or something. But I didn't, I worked in a stem cell laboratory in Mexico. And I didn't like it. I was miserable. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like some people were very happy there, but it was just not for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I thought, oh, when I go to a NGO, like to a very big NGO, I will love it. And then I worked at the UN in New York and I loved New York and my friends, but mm-hmm. the work itself wasn't, wasn't my favorite. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought I really want to be my own boss <laughs> and I wanted to create a company. And I love product development. But mm-hmm. since I studied sustainable development and things about the environment, I knew it had to be a product that wouldn't be very damaging for the environment, you know, something mm-hmm. that would yeah. make sense with who I am. So I started using shampoo bars 
for a while in 2018. Then in 2019, I realized I have never found one. I have never found one that I really like. Mm-hmm. I always went back to plastic bottles because they just never reached that level of quality or the formulations, no? Mm-hmm. Or they, they, they were very stinky. <laughs> I remember my mom one day said like, I don't know what you have in your shower. We went back from Germany to Mexico uh-huh. and she had put my shampoo bar in a bag like away from the world because she said it, it smelled like pee. Uh. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is weird. Uh, and then I told Yannick, well, maybe we can create our own shampoo bars mm-hmm. that are free of plastic, that are tested because a lot of people just make them without testing anything. Mm-hmm. Like that are tested, that are very nicely formulated, that smell good, that look good. And that's how the idea started. And now we have... Since 2020, we have our own brand of shampoo and conditioner bars. Very cool. What's it called? What's it called? <laughs> Jinx. It's called Natoll, Natoll, which is like, in English, you would describe it as, oh, great, but sarcastically. <laughs> yeah, a lot of Germans say it. And it's one of the first things that I learned to say in German from mm-hmm. Yannick. So and even we when always I didn't say it on German, our YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. We always say it on our YouTube channel and all the people were asking, what does Natoll mean? Yeah, okay. So. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. we can say, oh, it's our company. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. love that. I love that name. Because when I saw it for the first time, I was like, at first I didn't realize it was supposed to be German because you spell it together, right? For the company mm-hmm. name. Mm-hmm. And then like after yes. a few minutes it hit me, I was like, oh, I think it just, it's German. <laughs> and it means Natoll. <laughs> but I, yeah. I love it. It's so funny. So just It's funny of- because... Uh, Sorry, sorry, go no, on. I just was going to ask, where, out of interest, where can you get your product? Like, what's the best way to, if, if someone's interested in ch- trying it out, how can I find it? So sadly, currently, we only sell in Mexico ah, okay. because okay. it's very complicated to, to ship it to other countries. But we're really, like, next year, next year, we're going to be back here and we're going to tell you where to get it in the U.S. Okay, okay or deal. In Europe. deal. I, have some, <laughs> I have some cuates to pick it up for me in Mexico and bring it back. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's great. <laughs> yeah, we have our website. If you live in Mexico or you're going to Mexico soon and you want to try them out, it's called natol.co because com C-O. was taken. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so or natol.mx, whichever you prefer. There's mm-hmm. the same website. Okay. Um, and it, what's funny about the brand is because since we like live in three different languages, Yannick, Yannick and I, mm-hmm. um, the name of the, of the brand is German. The products are sold in Mexico, so most of the packaging is in Spanish and stuff. But the name of our products are in English. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what are the products called? So, oh, we have different ones. Depends. Each product is inspired in one of our trips okay. that we yeah. share on YouTube too. Cool. So, for example, we have a shampoo bar for dry hair that's inspired in Costa Brava, Spain, and is named Coastal Drive. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then we have one in Tulum, is Tropical Sunrise. So we have different names we have alpine that's lake awesome. inspiring the alps okay that's uh-huh. really cool yeah they all have their own story mm-hmm. how does yes. one go about developing a shampoo bar like do you have to um, get in touch with a big company who has all the resources and the lab or how did you guys do that that sounds like such a crazy thing to do oh it's even crazier the way we did it <laughs> how did you do it you can you can explain yannick okay so in the beginning our plan was that another manufacturer would make the shampoo bars for mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. I actually... Oh, go, go, go. Okay, you go. No, no, no. I, I'm interrupting you. <laughs> well, I just wanted to say in the very, very beginning, 
I wanted to see how feasible it was to make them, mm -hmm. if it was actually very hard. So I just took a random workshop, like a one weekend workshop where they taught me how to make a shampoo bar. It was a very crappy one okay, because it was like a DIY type of workshop. Mm -hmm. But at least I, I learned the basics, no? And mm -hmm. like that it wasn't uh, some very weird thing. Of course, that formulation sucked. And that's the one that smelled like pee, I think. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but then at least I had a baseline, no? And I had worked in laboratories before, so I knew how it was to work at a laboratory. Yeah. And then, Yannick, yeah. you can continue. Well, and Joss has researched a lot about shampoo bars, so she mm -hmm. kind of knew what she wanted to put into the bars, right? Mm -hmm. What type of ingredients. And um, we got the help of a manufacturer to put together a formulation. Then that manufacturer was supposed to make our shampoo bars. And <laughs> it was pretty much done, like it was a done deal. Yes. But then right before it happened, they backed out. Like hmm. they didn't have yeah. enough people to actually make because them. Because of the pandemic. Mm. Okay. Uh -huh. Yeah, because of the pandemic, they had to lay lay off a bunch of people, and they said they didn't have enough, yeah, enough people to do it, and they thought it was gonna be too complicated. Like because we were kind of picky, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Like we wanted it to be very very high quality, yeah. and they yeah. maybe would, couldn't have provided us the quality we wanted. Okay. So we were like, we even recorded ourselves having an existential crisis on the on the floor. Of, the, <laughs> of my room being like, what the hell are we going to do now? We had everything figured out. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then what? And then we, we decided to go on ourselves and open our own laboratory, our own like workshop ourselves. And that's what we did. We refurbished a place that where nobody lives, you know, it's just like a place in San Luis, mm -hmm. in my hometown. We refurbished it. We bought a press. We bought everything that we would need to make them. <laughs> And then we hired people. So now we have a chemist working with us and there's more people like working there. So when we are not in Mexico, like right now, they're still being produced and packaged and shipped to our customers. That's but amazing. we are, so it's, cool. basically, it's basically our own place and we can control everything. Yeah, and it really crazy. helped because we were so picky with even small things. And mm -hmm. now we get to call the shots, you yeah. know? Yeah. So now you have your whole like own location, own people who produce it, employees. That's crazy. Yes. That's so cool. Yes, we have our own, our own place there. <laughs> and we had to register everything. Like it took long, it took a long time for it to come out into mm -hmm. the public. Mm -hmm. We had to do everything legally. So I also have somebody that helps us figure out what the rules are in Mexico, mm -hmm. how the, the things have to be tested, yeah. uh, the formulations and all of that stuff. And it's yeah, very complicated. Yeah, it's bet. stressful. Because you chose a really easy product to start with. Yeah. yeah. Luckily, it's not medicine. <laughs> Luckily, yeah. it's not what? It's medicine. not medicine. Yeah. <laughs> that would be yeah, it's a, um, it's even a crazier. Ballpark. Yeah, so while Just takes care of all that paper stuff, I'm taking care of the creative part of mm -hmm. the business. So I designed the shampoo bars. I'm designing the packaging. Mm -hmm. And the website, I started with the website that then Just took over at the okay. end of the website. That's really cool. Yeah, the, our design is amazing. Our design is beautiful. I can bring you one if you want to see them, but <laughs> <laughs> I think it's in the bathroom right now. It's okay. Um, Maybe we can put a picture yeah, for the YouTube video. Yes. Yeah. And then those of you they who smell are listening, amazing. those of you who are listening on the audio only version, then of course you're going to just have to check out natol.co. Mm -hmm. And then do you guys have a, an Instagram page for it too? Yes. yes. It's natol.co. Okay, so check it out on Instagram too, and then you can see what they look like and maybe order one for yourself. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. um, is there yes, anything else you guys want to talk about? Because I 
know that we've been going for a while <laughs> and um, we tend to do that on our podcast, but yeah. I think we should slowly start to wrap it up. So is there any other topics? <laughs> the most German way of saying it, we should slowly start to wrap it up. Langsam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aber langsam, <Yep>. ne? <laughs> Wir gehen jetzt mal langsam. <laughs> um, well, I have a question. Feli, how did you get your American accent? <laughs> Because now that we're here in, in London... We're, I guess we're speaking more of the American version yeah. Yeah. of English, but we want to make a video about the differences between like American English versus British English. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how did you go about it? People always ask me that. I don't have like a secret or anything. I just moved here and I just, I just naturally adapted to things. I mean, of course, like I right. wasn't like, I, I hear the differences very clearly And even though it's sometimes hard to hear it for yourself, especially in the beginning, I heard how I said things differently than, than the locals. So I was just, mm -hmm. some people try to cling to their British accent because like, of course, some words I did pronounce a little bit more British in the beginning because that's what we're taught in school in Germany. Um, but I just naturally started saying the words how the locals are saying them. But I was never, yeah. I never had that goal of like sounding super American. It just kind of happened over time and of course i think my only goal was that i want to be understood and sometimes if mm -hmm. i said words weirdly people wouldn't understand me so i guess that was more my motivation to just say it how people know the word to be so even sometimes nowadays when there's like a new word in a newspaper article or something and i'll pronounce it mm -hmm. weirdly and my boyfriend ben he'll be like what did you just say and i'll be like i don't i don't know how to pronounce this here please read it to me and then he'll say it and i'll be like repeat that one more time and I'll try to imitate it. And I'm like, okay, would you understand mm -hmm. it now if I said it? And then if he says yes, I'm like, goal accomplished. I don't Good need to go. to go beyond that. So I'm not trying to fake like a Midwest accent or Southern accent, particularly. I think it just happens. People tell me that I've gotten more of like a Southern thing over time, but I think that's Really? Some people have said that, Josh. Yeah, in the YouTube comments. I guess we mostly speak know. German, though. So <laughs> yeah, I don't hear it. I don't know, but I think that's just something that happens naturally for me. So yeah. I really can't tell you. I didn't take an accent class, or I didn't sit down and, you know, did like an accent app or um, watch yeah. YouTube videos about it. It just happened by being here. But I think it, w it would be interesting for me at the same time to hear you speak English when, uh, like, to think back to when we first met. In the US. Oh, you can tell in my videos, and it's you awful. can. Yeah. I'll have to look back at. Don't them watch my early videos. Because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't remember you ever having like a super strong German accent. Like it wasn't super strong, but you can definitely hear the differences. Okay. I mean, I I can okay. hear the differences. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. check it out. Yeah. <laughs> it's awful. Are there I mean, any? <laughs> how do you guys feel no. about watching your old videos? Because <laughs> I cannot do that. Even like a year ago, that's still fine. But like two years ago, three years ago. I don't want to watch that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think in our first videos, I talk so boringly, like in one <laughs> tone the whole time. I'm like, yeah, welcome back to our video. <laughs> um, today we're going to try candy. And it's like, oh, just be a little more excited, man. <laughs> There's a couple of videos that I could rewatch, like from ours, that I am so proud of, that I could rewatch them like all the time. We actually have a playlist in case you guys are curious. In Joss and Janik, it says our favorite, right? Our our personal favorites. Oh. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. Those are awesome. Like I don't regret yeah. them at all. But uh, the first video, the one that took three months to make, I cannot watch it. <laughs> I just cannot. I just cannot. And people, some people say it's their favorite video mm -hmm. ever. Oh God, I hate it. It doesn't sound like me. 
Yeah. Like, because we made a script yeah. and we were trying to make it sound it's natural. So it didn't sound natural. Yeah. <laughs> oh no yeah it no i awful. i just cringe when i watch my old videos but it's partly because of how i was in front of the camera yeah. how mm -hmm. just like the whole video how it looked and everything but also my accent too i just hear it so clearly myself mm. that i used to pronounce words <sighs> no, a little i have bit to differently. look back at these because i don't yeah. i mean i wonder how much of that is you reading into it and how much of it i'm sure there's a difference but yeah the way that i said uh youtube channel is definitely different and i say okay. that at the beginning of every single video <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, dude, one time they asked us, uh, an American asked us, uh, what do you do for a living? And I say, we're YouTubers. Uh, because that we say in Mexico, YouTubers. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And he thought we were Uber drivers. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Like, you're Ubers. I, I don't know. <laughs> That's funny. But and no, I'm like, YouTubers, YouTubers. <laughs> I wish I had a video of my... Uh my accent like earlier on in, in my German learning experience too because that would be have you know have you noticed a difference in mine sorry this is completely unrelated to this video I'm just out <laughs> you're German since we met yeah not really but so. yeah I wish we had recordings too because yeah. like in my memory no like you already yeah. spoke because you're German constantly talking to each other yeah but like you don't know exactly we did record a video in 2020 together but I think mm -hmm. since 2020 no 20 German since 2020 it probably hasn't changed no. too much but maybe yeah. I mean mm. we met in 2016 so I'm sure like in, since 2016 it's changed yeah. a little bit but not that I can remember yeah. so yeah <laughs> Josh are there some words that you say weirdly like some German words that you say that you've noticed yourself that people don't understand when you the people don't understand not necessarily um one thing that has I've gotten called out on and I recognize it myself too is when I say the German word French I say it a little bit in a mm -hmm. French way so like I don't say Französisch I was like accidentally mm -hmm. say like Französisch people have said it before but yeah yeah so now just, i'm like actively in the beginning huh? in the beginning i've said to just a lot of times you sound french when she tried to speak german mm -hmm. really yeah, yeah, yeah because, because she really tried to the pronounce the r mm -hmm. like like yeah. overly like, like uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> like the french do bonjour yeah <laughs> <laughs> what about you Fanny? Are there any words in English that you said weirdly or say? Yeah, I'm sure there are, but I can't really think of any in particular off the top of my head. I know that I always struggled saying words with a lot of R's. So mm -hmm. like rural, like urban yeah. and rural, mm. that was always difficult, still is difficult. But um, yeah, definitely whenever it's new words that I'm not really familiar with, like any like Fachbegriffe, like any specific words for construction, for example, or insurance terms, and you you only know them yeah. from reading them. Um, yes. I've definitely had that before where like I will say something to like, for example, a contractor because we had renovations at the house and they'll be like, what did you just say? And then I repeat it <laughs> the same way. And they're like, what? And then I'm just, Ben, <laughs> can you help? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know yeah. how to pronounce yeah. this word. But then I usually just try to describe it. Then I'll just say, oh, you know, the thing that does blah, blah, blah. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I just, I mean, you guys know what it's like speaking a second language. Then you just start playing the game Taboo where you just describe something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You go yeah. around mm -hmm. it. No. I, w I would always say uh, departure. What am I saying? Departure. Departure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was Departure. difficult. <laughs> yeah, that, that. I try to think if, there, if I have any other examples. No, the only thing that happens to me is that, like, because so much English is used in uh, German, I feel like with English or whatever, I'll end up accidentally putting hard American R's in German words, like, unintentionally. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yes, yes. Like say richtig. But that's like just your accent. Yeah. Oh yeah, rich, richtig. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I just thought of a word for a while there. I don't know why that just suddenly happened. I always said the word conver- conversation weirdly, and like Josh called me out on it, and other people called me out on it, and I was like, I don't know, I can't get back to saying it normally, and I. For the time, I always said a German. I always said yeah. conversation. Conversation. Yeah, you would say a Z instead of an S. <laughs> yeah, and now I can't even do that anymore. That's and I think I didn't uh, do that in the beginning, but for some reason, I suddenly started saying it like that. And that's definitely a word that <laughs> people were like, "Huh." <laughs> I also just realized <laughs> yeah. I recently was also called out on saying uh, "das jetzige." I would say it's jetzige, right? It's very uh-huh. formal. Yeah, jetzige. Yeah, jetzige. I would oh, always Yannick, say jetzige. Yannick likes how. Oh, oh, jetzige instead of jetzige. What did you say? I used to say jetzige, but I think it's jetzige. Yes, I don't jetzige, even know right now. I honestly have never used that word, probably. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's very formal, yeah. Das jetzige Fenster. Das jetzige Fenster. Das jetzige. I mean, I would never use das it. Jetzige. I would never use it in, in association with the window, but... I just, because I have a window in front of me. <laughs> That's just all I could come up with. Yeah. But like, yeah, der jetzige Boss. Der jetzige Boss. Yeah, See, now that we're talking about it, I don't even know. Germans get confused <laughs> about their own language yeah. sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a word in German I say, and Yannick likes when I say it, but I can never figure out what how is to it? say it correctly. Recht. You're not allowed to tell her how it's Recht? said, okay. because I love how she She's says saying it the one. Recht. <laughs> Recht. <laughs> you mean don't say it. Right. Right. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> that does sound really so cute. Mean. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. And Yannick yes. in Spanish, in yeah. Spanish, Yannick says, uh, "What is it? Fumfundat." You say it weirdly in Spanish. I used to say cinco cientos, <laughs> but it's yeah, quinientos. Quinientos. It's quinientos. Oh, okay. It's but that, yeah, I used to say <laughs> that too. Sweet. Yeah. Yeah. It just <laughs> makes so sense, sweet. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, All right, I'm gonna have to be the party pooper and yes. like break up this conversation right now because we've been going not for tall. so long. I know, not all. It's we just did the typical thing that I feel like Germans always do. They're gonna be like at a party mm-hmm. and they're not gonna be like talking that much. But then when it's time to go, they're gonna have all the conversations at the door. Mm. That was my <laughs> parents in church when we were trying to leave church. It always took a half hour to get out of the building. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I always feel like Germans oh. do that. They're like, they're not even talking to the other person. And then when they leave, they're like, oh, I forgot to tell you, blah, 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 blah. And then they're coming out with all the topics that they wanted to talk about. But it was yeah. really yes. nice, really nice having you on the podcast. It was a lot of fun. Very interesting. There's so many aspects culturally. And then, of course, the work and your business. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually learned a lot, a lot of new stuff about your shampoo bar business because I knew it existed, but I didn't know all the details. So that was very mm-hmm. interesting for me to hear. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for being here with us and to ev- everyone listening and watching, definitely make sure to check out the Joss and Yannick YouTube channel and then, um, Joss, your YouTube channel in Spanish. What is that called? Joss Alm. Okay. And A-L-M. Then, like an Alm in German. Yeah. 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 After Alm, yeah. <laughs> and then the Natol, um, shampoo bar, of course. Yeah. Thank you guys yes. so much. For, thank you so much for having us. And thanks yeah, for joining. Yeah. Thanks for having us.
It was fun. Well, that was a really fun conversation. I think it's uh, always interesting when we kind of, as the interviewers, get interviewed a little bit too. But I think that's, yeah. I think that's what makes the most fun, interesting interviews is when it's really a conversation. Um, so. Yeah, I, I don't even like calling it an interview. It's no. just having more people on the podcast and just all kind of talking yeah. as a group. Um, sometimes it can be a little chaotic, especially today because we had Joss and Yannick on two different calls and then it's like four different windows in the Zoom call and everyone's kind of separate with the technology. Sometimes there's like delays and then you talk over each other. So I hope you guys could follow us for the most part. But it was great talking to them. It was great meeting them finally. I hope you guys enjoyed it too. And if you have any follow-up questions to them, of course, you can just go to their YouTube channel and ask there or you can just uh, leave your questions in the comments underneath our YouTube version of the episode on Understanding Train Station. Of course, if you're not subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, you should definitely do so. Understanding Train Station. You can also follow or subscribe or whatever it's called on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all the different audio platforms. You can also give us a review on Apple Podcasts and a rating, like a five-star rating Mm -hmm. on Spotify. We would really appreciate that. And of course, you can find us on Instagram, on Patreon, where you can support us, um, or you can also shoot us an email at understandingtrainstation at gmail.com. And with that, we hope that everyone has a wonderful Thursday and do you want me to say or Thursday? any other day that you're <laughs> yeah. listening to this true <laughs> yes or any other day that you're listening to this has a wonderful day and uh, we will talk to you in two weeks cheers ciao